What are the key aspects of layer one and two blockchain projects we should analyze before deciding whether or not to invest in them? And what the heck are layer one and two blockchain projects in the first place? Hello, I'm Crypto Casey, and in this video, we will go through a checklist together that will help us determine which layer one and two blockchain projects are worth investing in. This video was inspired by a Twitter thread posted by one of my favorite Twitter accounts, economist Natasha Che. So be sure to check her out and give her a follow for more high quality crypto content. Before we get started, let's first quickly discuss what layer one and two blockchain projects are so we better understand their use cases. What does layer one mean in crypto? Layer one is a term to describe projects that have built their very own blockchain-based foundation and ecosystem that allows developers to build software applications on top of them. So layer one describes the base layer of a blockchain network. Imagine an example of a layer one as the Apple App Store, where developers can use Apple's framework in order to build and launch apps that people can use. At the time of this video, the most popular well-known layer one blockchain project that most projects have been built on is Ethereum. Decentralized exchanges like Uniswap were built on top of Ethereum's layer one base. Axie Infinity is a game that was built on Ethereum. OpenSea is an NFT marketplace that was built on Ethereum. Ava is a decentralized financial project that allows people to lend, to borrow, and stake crypto built on Ethereum. So you can see how layer one just describes projects with their own unique blockchain-based foundation that allows others to build all kinds of products, services, and software applications on. Examples of other layer one blockchains are Solana, Cardano, Avalanche, Algorand, Elrond, Tron, and many, many more. So developers can choose which platform they would like to build applications on, similar to choosing to build on Android versus iPhone or Windows versus Apple or Linux. Nice, let's move on to layer twos. What does layer two mean in crypto? Layer two is a term to describe projects that are built on top of layer one blockchains like Ethereum that are designed to increase transaction speed, decrease transaction costs like gas fees, and help layer one blockchain ecosystems scale. So instead of developers choosing to build applications directly on Ethereum's layer one blockchain based foundation, they can build on layer two solutions to decrease their transaction costs, increase transaction speed, and develop an overall faster, more efficient application for less cost. Examples of Ethereum-based layer two platforms developers can choose to build on include Polygon, Arbitrum, and Optimism. You can consider layer two platforms as secondary networks built on a base main network. Awesome. Now that we know what the terms layer one and layer two mean in the crypto world, let's explore the best way we can evaluate them as potential investment opportunities. So currently most people consider different cryptocurrencies similar to stocks, where each crypto represents a company of sorts. However, unlike stocks, cryptocurrencies can have vast and varied types of use cases. For example, a cryptocurrency like Ether and ADA can be used to process transactions and pay for network space on their corresponding layer one platforms like Ethereum and Cardano. The same goes for cryptocurrencies that are used to process transactions on layer two platforms like Matic token for the Polygon network. Other use cases of different cryptocurrencies include stores of value like Bitcoin, stablecoins like USDC, whose value is pegged one-to-one -to, -one to the US dollar, voting rights or governance of a project like UniTokens for Uniswap DeFi exchange, and eventually there will be cryptocurrencies that represent ownership of physical assets like property or that represent identification like passports and similar. So when evaluating layer one and two cryptocurrency projects, instead of thinking of each of them as companies, we need to think of them as ecosystems, similar to different countries' economies. For example, we need to consider Ethereum versus Cardano versus Solana 
Each has their own separate blockchain-based countries and nations, like United States versus Germany versus Japan, and so forth. What most people don't understand is that at the end of the day, the fastest layer one or two, the most efficient, the most green, the most superior tech, the most decentralized, the best all-around blockchain platform from a logical or technological standpoint, won't necessarily become the most valuable. We can debate all day long about which layer one or two has the best tech, but here's the deal. The value of each platform will be based on two simple variables. One, the size and productivity or output of the software applications built on it, and the amount of users, growth of new users, and stickiness of users within the ecosystem. This can also be compared to a country's GDP. What is GDP? GDP stands for Gross Domestic Product, and it's just a fancy economic term that refers to the total value of all the goods produced and all the services provided within a country during a specific time period. For example, if a country's total output for the year consisted of selling 10 pizzas for $10 each and performing five car washing services for $20 each, the total GDP or gross domestic product for that country would be $200. Simple enough, right? So even though a lot of the debates we are having about tech specs of each blockchain platform, transaction speed, efficiency, and security, these variables should play a smaller part in analyzing the future value potential. The layer one and layer two projects that will become the winners in this space will be the ones that successfully create and grow an economy on their blockchain network. The ones that cultivate the greatest amount of innovation that secures and maintains traction on their platform. Sweet. So what conditions do layer one and two blockchain networks need to meet in order to foster, secure, maintain, and grow an economic ecosystem successfully? Let's explore four variables that are key to a thriving economic ecosystem. One, efficiency and value creation. May sound complicated, but it's actually a very simple concept. So stick with me here. Economic growth is all about converting production inputs like money, raw materials, labor, or expertise into valuable goods and services. Thinking back to our analogy of assessing layer one and two projects, like countries, imagine a country that makes it very easy for people to access capital, like through taking out loans. And imagine this country makes it very easy for people to go to college and become doctors, architects, and engineers. And imagine this country has a lot of natural resources like trees, oil, and land that can be converted to building materials, fuel, or farms for food. So the country in this example has an efficient way for people to convert money, raw materials, labor, and expertise into valuable goods and services, like starting businesses with loans or raw materials for building infrastructure, access to education for people that become engineers that design technology or doctors that provide healthcare, etc. So let's explore how efficiency and value creation applies to layer one and two blockchain networks. Right now, there is a massive shortage of qualified engineers in the blockchain space. People and projects are literally throwing money at people to get applications built. So if you'd like to join the cause, learn more about the advanced technical concepts of blockchain technology and become a developer in the space, check out Ivanontech's Academy. Using the link below, you can access the Academy at a discounted price. So scroll down to check it out. Back to the shortage of developers and how it is affecting the efficiency and value creation on the blockchain. When evaluating how layer one or two projects are doing with regard to efficiency and value creation for their respective economies, we need to consider how much effort the Ethereum community versus the Solana community versus the Avalanche community they're making to onboard and retain talent in order to create a strong, resilient, and innovative armada of developers to foster growth. 
Another question to analyze is how easy it is for current software developers that code C++, Java, etc. to convert to blockchain developers. In fact, Solana's language, Rust, was created based on C++ and Java, so software developers that have coded in those languages can easily learn Rust in probably about a month. And with Avalanche, there are multiple languages developers can code in. Another thing to consider with respect to growing their developer community is whether or not the Layer 1 or 2 project is gaining traction with onboarding developers from countries with more resources versus less. For example, is the project attracting talent from developed countries with tons of resources like United States, Europe, and similar, or ones with less resources like India or Venezuela? So that covers the human capital aspect of efficiency and value creation in an economy. Another important aspect is how much financial capital the Layer 1 or 2 project can secure to support the network and increase productivity and value creation. Securing funds from retail investors from token sales is great, but it's not nearly enough capital to grow the thousands of decentralized applications that need to be built on the blockchain in order to foster a successful economy. So acceptance of venture capital and other funding sources will be crucial for whichever layer one and two projects survive and ultimately succeed long term. So if you're analyzing potential layer one and two project investments, if they aren't backed by a legion of reputable venture capital, then it's not an ideal long term bet. Because building an entire country from scratch, which is what these layer ones in particular are doing, takes massive, massive, massive amounts of money, support, and continued funding and support to get to a healthy, sustainable size and ideally keep growing into the future. Cool. So we've got human capital and financial capital as important aspects for efficient value creation. The next important aspect is infrastructure. Countries that have better infrastructure like roads, power grids, and telecommunication networks have more efficient value creation. In blockchain, infrastructure consists of the actual underlying blockchain technology, as well as everything built on top of it to support the network, like developer tools, connections to wallets, browser extensions. All of these play a crucial role in fostering an economy with efficient value creation. So looking at things like where the layer one or two is currently at from a developmental standpoint and where it plans to go in the future based on their roadmaps is another key aspect to consider before investing. Nice. So just to recap, the three essential aspects for an economy that fosters efficient value creation are human capital, financial capital, and infrastructure. Let's explore the second variable that is key to a thriving economic ecosystem. Direct competition on chain. Direct competition on chain refers to multiple apps with the same exact use case competing with other apps on the same blockchain. This is important because competition fosters innovation. So sure, Uniswap is the most popular decentralized exchange on Ethereum, and sure, it competes with other decentralized exchanges on layer ones like PancakeSwap on Binance Smart Chain, or there's QuickSwap, decentralized exchange built on the layer two Polygon blockchain. But what is indicative of a thriving economic system in terms of blockchain platforms is multiple decentralized applications competing with one another directly on the same blockchain in the same industry. So when evaluating a potential layer one or two you want to invest in for the long term, look for platforms that have multiple Uniswaps of sorts, providing decentralized exchange services on Ethereum or multiple NFT marketplaces on the same platform, etc. Because in the end, that competition will absolutely cultivate incredible innovation fairly quickly. And direct competition on chain will ultimately make the blockchain platform more globally cross-chain competitive. But it starts on chain first to make the economy more robust. Cool. Let's explore the third variable that is key to a thriving economic ecosystem. Supporting synergetic industries. 
Supporting synergetic industries is just a fancy term that refers to a collection of different types of applications built on the blockchain that complement and support each other, hence the term supporting synergetic industries. For example, within a blockchain ecosystem, an industry could be DeFi or decentralized finance. And if you don't know what DeFi is, you can check out my beginner's guide all about what DeFi is and its implications for the future by clicking on the link above. DeFi consists of a few different niches, like exchanges where users can swap tokens and borrowing and lending platforms that allow users to lend and borrow crypto. There are stablecoins that provide liquidity. There are derivative protocols that give investors price exposure to things. So you can see that there are a host of niches that complement and support each other within the scope of DeFi at large. When evaluating a potential layer one or two you want to invest in, look for signs of supporting synergetic industries, like a DeFi community, strong, vibrant NFT support system, or a diverse gaming scene in the making. Nice. Let's explore the fourth and final variable that is key to a thriving economic ecosystem. Strong user demand. If a layer one or two project has a lot of demand from their existing user base, and they are effectively and consistently growing that demanding user base, it will force the blockchain networks and all of the decentralized applications being built on it to grow and innovate faster. And the faster to market, the more market share that the projects can secure, therefore increasing its likelihood of long-term success. For example, tons of users are clamoring all about getting Ethereum gas fees substantially lowered, and even though we haven't achieved it yet, the demand is certainly shortening the development cycle, causing the development community to iterate and innovate at a faster pace. The quality of the user base is also of importance. Users keen on Shiba Inu making moves are a lot different than the users that have been involved in Ethereum's development for the past several years. So the quality and characteristics of a platform's user base will dictate the products and services developed on chain. User base size doesn't so much matter this early on, as 10,000 high quality users are a lot better than a chain that has millions of users, most of which may be bots or users from underdeveloped countries with less resources to contribute. Sweet. So let's do a quick recap of key variables to look for when assessing which layer one or two blockchain networks to invest in. One, is the process of creating value on the chain efficient? This includes how easy it is for the project to acquire and keep human capital like developers, acquire and keep financial capital from reputable investment firms, as well as the strength of its technological infrastructure and accessibility like wallets, browser extensions, and dev tools. Two, is direct competition on-chain occurring and being properly fostered to ensure faster and more creative innovation. This involves several software projects on the platform competing directly with each other because they are providing the same product and service to users. Three, are there clusters of software applications within the same or similar industries that support each other and help each other increase their value proposition? This includes synergy between different projects that complement each other despite offering different goods or services to users because together on a macro level, they are all making the blockchain's economy more vibrant and compelling. And four, is there a strong, high quality user base consistently putting pressure on development efforts to foster faster, more efficient innovation? Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to watch this video. I hope you found it helpful and will use it to analyze layer one and two projects you are looking to potentially invest in for the short or long term. If you enjoyed what we explored together, please make sure to like this video and subscribe to my channel for more crypto content. So what do you think about comparing layer one and two blockchain networks to countries' economies? Did you find the analogy helpful? Which layer one and two projects are you thinking about investing in? Let me know in the comments below. Be safe out there.